I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. This is Absolute Radio, live from the Edinburgh Festival. Absolute Radio. Hello, this is Lee Mack on the uh, Absolute Radio podcast, and I've got Emily and Gareth with me. I'm filling in for Frank Skinner, who unfortunately has got a sore throat. And uh, well, should we summarise the highlights of what happened on the show before they listen? Yeah, well, you did really well. Oh, thank you very much. Thank yeah, you. I thought good. you two were particularly professional. Yeah, oh, we, were great. You. you were great. You were great. And I think it's hard to pick highlights on a radio show. I think well, no, just because it was all just of such high quality. I know what you mean. When you listen to some of the other stations, they always <laughs> do those little jingles about what the what they did that morning. This morning I had cornflakes. You didn't have cornflakes. I did. And <laughs> I was like, what's the point of that? What's the point? We don't want to know that. You can't have highlights of casual chat, can you? Can I tell you what the personal highlight was for me? What? Greg Berent. Oh, just listen in for this bit of romance that's about to happen <laughs> on this particular podcast that we like to call Emily's Eating Disorder. <laughs> Shut up, Lee! Absolute Radio. So this is Lee Mack filling in for Frank Skinner, who unfortunately has got a sore throat uh, this morning and can't be with you. But, and this is a good link, two people who haven't got a sore throat... <laughs> Uh, Gareth and Emily. Who Hello. Are back Hi. How are you? Very, We're very good. well. Poor old Frank. It does sound a bit like he's in the Priory suffering from exhaustion, but I should stress <laughs> he's not. That would be a good uh, exclusive to start the show today. <laughs> Frank's going to come with us this morning because he's in the Priory, ladies and gentlemen, with Noel Gallagher. <laughs> no, and he's just been working really hard and he's got a sore throat, poor Frank. We love you and we wish you better. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? What are you, Gareth? Do you love Frank? Do you wish him better? I love Frank with all my heart and I wish that he... Yeah. I think if he's listening, he'd probably uh, rather have a remedy for his sore throat than your love, if I'm going to be honest. Okay. Yes. What, uh, what remedies can we suggest? Have we got any suggestions for a, a good sore throat remedy? I like a fisherman's friendly. Can I do the punchline for that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sure, sure you like will. People fill in the gaps on that one. <laughs> Isn't that just a sore throat tablet? Yeah. A fisherman's friend still going? Oh, I believe so. Yeah, they were in the 70s when I last checked. What about lockets? Oh yeah, lockets like, lock are it. good. Strepsils, I like a strepsil. What we used to do is put a locket in the cup and then pour the boiling water onto the locket. Mm. If you didn't have a lemsip to hand, yeah, pour it on. Wait till it's get you know not too hot because honey gets very hot inside a lemsip yeah. inside a locket, and then you let it sort of brew for a while. Have a gargle and put some salt in. Yeah, salt. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just to annoy the ladies when the, when we're kissing. <laughs> Talking of kissing, we uh, we, went, we 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 bonded yesterday, didn't we? We didn't kiss. We didn't the, kiss. We talk, it's it's about you and Emily here, not the three of us. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't some sort of menage toi uh, that early on. No, but we we had to we bonded, didn't we, by going to see shows together at the Edinburgh Festival. No, you just stalked me all day. You followed me round. I, I think standing at your bathroom window at four in the morning and shouting out what I feel isn't stalking. <laughs> it's just expressing my desires. <laughs> But uh, we we did we sort of we sort of suddenly were put together, weren't we? In a, in yeah. a, in a day, and I learned a lot about you very early on, which was quite interesting. Did you? What did you learn? Oh well, yeah, you'll learn a lot about Emily early on. <laughs> that's how it, that's how it goes. I learned that uh, you have strange eating habits to start with. I do. Because you told me that <laughs> sometimes when you're on your own, that you like to eat. I'll let you explain it because to oh, me, I think, really, it's so I like embarrassing. The you, well, I think the fact that you think this is normal was the bit that I, I found. I do. I just said, does everyone do this? Does everyone eat weird things? Because you know, when you're on your own, there's no ceremony, is there, with eating? So you just eat strange things directly from the fridge, maybe squatting, or is that just me? Squatting <laughs> at the squatting. fridge, yeah. I think just... this could be an eating disorder. You <laughs> squat at the fridge and just start putting your hands in and shovel it in your mouth. <laughs> I might have sometimes. So, so sometimes, for example, there might be I might have egg whites and just put some sugar in it and not bother to cook it as a meringue. Is that weird? 
It isn't normal, and it's probably okay. phenomenally unhealthy in terms of the salmonella problem. I would have thought you have to cook an egg white. Yeah, but we- you're eating egg white. Egg white with sugar doesn't constitute meringue. It yeah, has okay. to go in the oven for at least. I don't know it's about cooking, but I know it has to be cooked. It's like a half meal that I'll have, basically. And also, egg white's got quite a snotty consistency, hasn't it? You're basically eating sweet white snot, <laughs> aren't you? Oh, God. Yeah, how do you gag it down? That's really unpleasant. And it's horrible eating, because I tried that Rocky thing. You know in Rocky, where he eats, yeah. eats the raw eggs? Oh, yeah. I've tried that, and I did the five eggs in the in the, mm. in the cup. And the problem is, is once you start, there's no backing out. Because once the first bit goes down, it all follows. Oh. It just follows down, and you can't stop it. Like it's a all... big string. <laughs> like a big stringy, gloopy mess. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Sometimes in the morning before the show, Emily will heat a whole ostrich egg. <laughs> Just oh. all down in one. I That's a nice start not. to the day, isn't it? And even more shocking than that, I mean, maybe people, uh, we've been asked to, uh, by the producer to get people to text in, so maybe people can text in their, their, their strange weird things. eating things. And also maybe a remedy for Frank would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. And I also think a good thing, another thing I learned about you, Emily, what? is the game Shouldn't But Would, which I'd never heard of. Oh, yeah. And... That's ga- people you shouldn't fancy, but you do. Well, let, not just fancy, <laughs> but it's people you would consider going to bed with, but you shouldn't. Yeah. Which, I understand the concept of that game, but I can't understand anyone that would choose Gaddafi. (laughs) (laughs) I just said that in privately. I can't believe you're telling everyone. Gaddafi? (laughs) Gareth, have you got anyone that you shouldn't really... Please don't say any more Middle East leaders. (laughs) (laughs) I've also got Henry Um, VIII, but everyone knows about Henry VIII. And mine is Judi Dench, although she's not too bad. Yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't... I'm not not shouldn't, but would. Here's yours, Lee. This is Absolute Radio, live from the Edinburgh Festival. Absolute Radio. Yeah, what about Thora Heard for shouldn't but wouldn't, but would? Oh, God. Yeah, but she's a funny woman. I used to like Thora Heard, and I think there's something appealing about her. And also, when she whisks you upstairs to bed, you've got a lift, haven't you, because you can sit on that chair. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's attached to the banister. Hmm. And that's always what I look for in a woman. Easy access to the upstairs. (laughs) She'd give you one of those personal alarms so you'd know help was on its way. <laughs> yeah. you had a fall. Actually, a lot of women I've dated have had those personal <laughs> alarms at some point. Usually after I've met them. <laughs> yeah. Um, coming up uh, in the show later on, we have Greg Berent, <gasps> who you love, don't you, Emily? I absolutely... Is it Berent? Is how you pronounce his surname? Berent. Greg Berent. Just say it in American accent. He's got one of those names you have to have an American accent to, to pronounce, don't you? Because yeah. it's spelled B-E-H-R-E-N-D-T. Berent. B-E-H. Lee. What did I say? H. Yeah, well, I've never bought into that concept. <laughs> the idea that you don't... Every letter surely starts with the, with the letter <laughs> that it's supposed to be. You can't drop the, the H in H. People say hotel. You no, know, it's and H. And herbs. It's H. It's H. No, we're just going to argue about this I don't, the next the, I don't care what the official rules are, OK? Skinner's not here now. It's herbs and hotel and H. Frank okay? says H. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's because if you keep saying the... If you, don't, if you drop the H, yeah, you end up with a sore throat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's been proven. Uh, it makes you ill. If you don't agree with me, you end up with an illness. That's how I used to chat these women up. That would be my opening line. If you don't agree with me, love, you get an illness. What can I get you to drink? Oh, come on, Thora, just a sherry, I used to say. So, um, yeah, so Greg Barrett. Now, Greg is actually yeah. one of these people that um, is massive in America. And I'd be fair to say he's not quite as big over here, but, but he's, he's, he's getting bigger. But he's huge in America, isn't he? He's, oh, he is. And you were absolutely this was uh, amazed to me. To this is like Mahatma Gandhi coming on the show. And is Mahatma Gandhi a shouldn't but would? He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. might be. Um, no, Greg, to me, he's changed my life. I, well, I will save that for when he comes on. I'm going to tell him face to face. 
Okay. Okay. He's, he's he changed your life or saved your life? Cha- well, both maybe, but he's changed my life. He's changed your life because he's the he's the author of a very well known book called uh, "He's Just Not That Interview," which has been turned into a film, hasn't it? Yeah. When I mentioned that to you yesterday, you said you were going to write a similar book called "It's Okay, I Married Love." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I think it's further. I thought you know I, I, that was a message to you because I felt that when we met you, there was a certain spark that you thought something could something could happen here, <gasps> and it was my way of letting you Don't. down gently. Oh you my know. God! Don't rate yourself. Don't do what to myself? Don't rate yourself. Oh, well, I know, I'm just saying, I felt there was a spark that, I mean, listen, if I'd have been single, it would have been, conju- we would have, something could have happened, but um, the marriage immediately stopped that. Okay. And also Eric Morecambe stopped it, didn't it? Yeah. Because that was, the, I must point out that Eric Morecambe was the play we went to see. We did. Together. You uh, we weren't just stood together trying to get off of each other, someone <laughs> came over and went, what are you doing, silly man? And they sort of slapped me around the face. Hey, she's got short, fat, hairy legs. Don't go near her. <laughs> no, it was the play about Morgan, which we'll talk about, which was, okay. which was fantastic, wasn't it? We enjoyed that, didn't we? Didn't we? No, I didn't. You didn't enjoy no, it? No, I'm really sorry. I've got to be honest. Why? We'll, we'll discuss it. You're talking about the man I love here. I know, I know. OK, well, that's something to discuss during, during the show, that you didn't... This first date didn't go well at all, did it? <laughs> Absolute Radio. Uh, we're taking your text on 8 12 15, uh, on uh, cures for Frank Skinner's throat. If you've just tuned in, Frank can't be with us this week because, unfortunately, he's uh, got... Uh, what is it? What's the, what's the ailment? Just a sore throat, or has it got a name? Yeah, he's just got a sore throat. Well, I'll give it a bit of glamour. I don't mean to sound quite so defensive about it. He's but... just got a sore throat. That suggests that you're having a go at him for not turning <laughs> up for work. He's just got a sore throat. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean I've got sore legs and I walked into work. You know, that's the act, that's the tone, if you don't mind me saying. OK, I think um, it's like strep throat, we'll call it. OK, well, if you've got cures for Frank's throat, we could uh, we could take your text, please, on 8 to 12... Uh, sorry, 8 to 12, 15. Um, and also we're taking your text on uh, weird food that you eat when you're on your own because Emily, as well as liking... Uh, Gaddafi seems to like egg white ma- and sugar. a massive crush on Yuli, apparently, <laughs> yeah. which I've just discovered. Well, it probably helped that I turned up for that show yesterday dressed as a Middle East leader. That helped, didn't it? <laughs> Covered in egg white. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> as well. I didn't know what to wear. <laughs> so I grabbed an old tea towel, put it on my head and did a Yasser Arafat impression. And it, as luck would have it, there was a bit of egg white on the tea towel. And for, as far as she was concerned, <laughs> that was it. She was in. It was, my, it was my fantasy. Can I just say, uh, Gareth, you've just showed me the weirdest thing um, in, whilst that song was on. Yeah. Um, and basically, Gareth's got asthma. Yes. And uh, that's not. I presume your family know. That's not the first they've heard of that, is it? <laughs> no, this I'm not is announcing true. something no, that they don't know. Okay. I think, and I think the public can cope with that news. Yes. The public. After, after the. It didn't top the Noel Gallagher story this morning, did it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. In any. other news, Gareth's got asthma. But I think from listening, people would gather I've probably got asthma. Would they? And allergies. <laughs> yeah. That sort of thing. Are you, are you very. Yeah. Are you, were you a sickly child? I was, I'm a bit of a sickly child. Are you? <laughs> a bit of a sickly grown-up. Do you get lots of ailments? Mm. He's like a sort of Victorian child that has consumption or something. Oh, brilliant. Yes, you I've should do his gripes. PR. <laughs> you should put that on your poster. <laughs> the Edinburgh leaflet. Going on my Come and see this comedian, year. Gareth. He's like uh, a sickly child from a Dickensian era. <laughs> you, you, you met a great leafleter yesterday, didn't you, Emily? I did. <laughs> it, I saw this woman going, what's this show like? And I'm not going to say who the comic was that this guy was promoting. And he went... Honestly, it's really not that offensive. Is what, <laughs> what, what a way to promote a show that it's not that offensive. You know, the, the only, surely it would be the opposite. You would only say it if it was offensive. I know. Go and see the show, but just so you know, it's a little bit offensive. <laughs> no. you know. That'd be a good idea, actually. <laughs> Leafleters in Edinburgh actually were more honest. Instead of shouting out, five stars of Scotsman, if they said, come and see Mr Chuckles, it's a strong five-minute opener, but then it sort of tails off. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It is only 8.50. What do you expect? You've never heard of him. 
Come and see this show. I I think it's actually morally wrong. <laughs> Come and see Gareth Richards. He's like a Dickensian sickly child. There's a chance he might vomit on you. You know. Anyway, so Gareth's got asthma. Yeah, I've got this special um, th- thing that helps me take it. So you have the little. <laughs> yeah. This is. Uh, you have to describe things what, for radio with. A yeah. What's the clarity. thing? What's the, what's, your, what's your your standard one called? I've got it's um it's an inhaler. An inhaler. And the little I've, blue things, yeah. And then I've got a thing that joins onto it. That's like a little air chamber that goes on the front, and it's got a special thing to. St- it stops you sucking too hard. And so, uh, but this is what I find bizarre. Yeah, do, so, do, so if it's like an alarm hard, system, isn't it? Yeah, it's to make you suck it slowly and make sure you get all of the medicine. But right. It's, it's horrible. It gives me the creep. <laughs> if you suck it too hard, it does this. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> if you, you, it breaks into harmonica. <laughs> why does it do that? That's also the sound my lungs make if I don't take the medicine. Do you think that's why Bob Dylan always sounds so breathy? It turns out he's got <laughs> asthma. After he's played the harmonica, he goes, <laughs> Hey, what about that? <laughs> <laughs> Bob Dylan has asthma, ladies and gentlemen. The country get news on Absolute Radio. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're taking your text on, on weird food. You got any weird foods, uh, Gareth? You well, I, I eat, when I'm on my own, what I like to, it's not a weird food, but I eat it in a slightly, st- you know when you have crisps, and I, I, I have each individual crisp, and I lick all the flavour off, before the crisp. eating it, yes. Oh, that's like a serial killer. That's, <laughs> that's, that is odd. Aren't you left with just a very soggy piece of potato? Yeah, goes down nice. I've got one. Link. So you don't. You don't. After you've licked them, you don't put them back in. These no, two. I don't. They, oh. I wouldn't want to go around to your house and go. They haven't got any flavour. These I ob- crisps. I obviously can't. Oh, do I've it. licked them off. I've licked the <laughs> flavour off. I'm sorry. Once I've licked them off, I put them back in. <laughs> oh. I can't do it if my wife's in the house because she just won't let me. She oh, thinks it's she sounds a bit intolerant, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Do you know what mine is? Do you know what my weird what? food? Am I honest? This is nice and it'll sound horrible, but you've mm. got to try it. Pot noodle sandwich. That's disgusting. That's no, wrong. it's really nice. What you do is you get the... Well, you know, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? You get oh, yeah. your pot noodle, you, but you've you got the key... It. The key is to drain off the excess liquid, because otherwise it will soak through the yeah. bread and you'll end up all over your hands. You drain off all the excess liquid, you put the pot noodle, and it's got to be proper chavy white bread. You're really cheap white mm. bread. That's really put me off. I don't fancy you anymore. See, you admit you... it now. Thank you. <laughs> Live from the Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Gareth, you're a comedian at the Edinburgh Festival, aren't you? Yes. And uh, how's it going? Have you had a good week? I'm exhausted. Are you? It's That's that 20 minutes a day. It kills you, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Any coal miners listening? You want to try doing 20 minutes a day? You'd soon be suffering I did, then. I did two different shows. I did oh, you've done 40 minutes. Sorry, I take it back. 20 minutes a day. Um, yeah, I, well, last week we talked about how I'd had people thrown out of one of my shows. I heard the show. And they got quite violent. Yeah. And then um, in my other show, I also had to ask people to leave... And they went out as good as gold. It was two big drunk men. But then they went away and thought, we, we could have got angry about that. <laughs> and then they came back and just shouted at us and screamed at us and actually started coming around the audience to beat us up. <gasps> and um, some audience members stepped in. They they I, stood up and stood between us and the men. They st- I, think, I mean, because, you know, for people that haven't visually seen you, mm. it would be fair to say you're... You're, yeah. you're wiry, shall we yes, say? Me and you know. the, the really? people. Well, no, you're wiry. It's not. No, it's true, though, isn't it? You, I think Gareth would be the first to say that you're wiry, wouldn't you? You're, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't. You well, don't... wiry. Wiry suggests some muscle. You'd say less than wiry. <laughs> I'd, I'd say slight. Slight, perhaps. Yeah, slight. And, you're um, a slight. I'm I with, do it with someone called Henry, and we both wear cardigans. We're cardigan wearers, and yeah. I think the audience members just looked at us and thought they're, they're going to die. And, and, is, and is, is this other fella um, tough? You, uh, no, partner? no, both of us were really not very tough. And, and were they sort of slightly 
they were, were, were they bruisers? They were. We 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 had no chance. Look, uh, it's a it's a word I'm trying to avoid. I'll just get straight to them. Were they Scottish? <laughs> they were Scottish. <laughs> right. Well, that's what we were all thinking. Okay. So I've, I've said it now. It's out there. All right. Were they Scottish gentlemen? This is Edinburgh now. You don't miss. We came in here to have a laugh. Oh, they weren't Scottish. <laughs> oh, sorry, I take it back. They weren't. It sounded a little bit Middle Eastern there, and Emily suddenly thought, "Hmm, that's a bit Gaddafi-esque." <laughs> I perked Yes, up. please. <laughs> hey Lee, we've had some texts in about the weird food. Oh, good. We've had hi. I love to eat cheese and onion crisps soaked in vinegar. Try it; it's lovely. John and Wilston. Do you know what they'd really like? Salt and vinegar crisps. Yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> that comes with vinegar. Or, as you call them in your house, crisps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get rid of that salt and vinegar flavour and just eat the potato. And uh, there's another one suggesting frankfurters with strawberry jam. Don't knock it till you try it. P.S. Emily's voice is amazing. Is she as good-looking as she sounds? What? <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> um, yes, you, you are as good-looking as you sound. Thank you. Yes. To me, you sound like Bella Emberg. Oh, <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you now, Bella Emberg is on my list of <laughs> shouldn't but would. Because for those that, anyone under the age of 38 who does, doesn't remember Bella Emberg, she was the rather large lady in uh, Russ Abbott's uh, Madhouse. Oh, and this Abbott's is nice. Sketch. Thanks. Yeah, but, yeah, but you're saying that. I found her quite... When she did Wonder Woman, do you remember she, she used to call it Blunder Woman, didn't oh, she? Yeah. Well, that, that was... Is it just me or did that... That got me a bit... There's, you know, a Gaddafi'sd, as it's now known <laughs> in the uh, in the industry. So keep your text coming in. Uh, it's on eight twelve fifteen about your weird foods uh, or, or a cure for Frank's Frank's poor little throat. Absolute Radio. You're listening to um, Absolute Radio with Lee Mack filling in for Frank Skinner. We have Gareth and uh, Bella Emily Emberg with us. Uh, I think it's quite a nice catchy name. It's not. <laughs> Bellamy. 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 No, no, no. You don't look like David Bellamy. You know, <laughs> suggesting a woman looks like Bella Emberg is, is pushing your luck. But saying she looks like David Bellamy, you know, that's, that's, that's uh, a bit too much. I like all these 70s references that are really dating. Oh, yeah. Us. I know. I'm still down with the kids. I can still cut it at the uh, Edinburgh Comedy Festival. <laughs> uh, you can text us on 8, 12, 15 with your weird foods that you like to eat on your own. Have we got any uh, those texts coming in, Gareth? Yeah, we've got um, Frankie says he likes peanut butter and bean sprout sarnies. Frankie. Think, I wonder if that's Frankie Skinner. I think <laughs> it, it is. Be. I think we've found the problem. Yeah. We know what's wrong with his throat. <laughs> um, my sister eats dairy milk with pickled onions. Mm, I'm not sure about that. Things with chocolate are quite good. Have you ever had cheese and chocolate? No, but do you know what that I do works. like to do? I like to eat a bag of crisps. Yeah. And then whilst the crisps are still in my mouth, <laughs> get a bar, a piece of chocolate and put the chocolate in the mouth. Yeah, no, that's And good. combine the chocolate and the crisps. Which people used to say is disgusting, right? And I've been doing this since 1977, right? Mm. And then a couple of years ago, I noticed chocolate-coated crisps came on the market, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, they that's didn't. True, yeah, Actually, yeah. that's not true. Not chocolate coated crisps, just chocolate in the shape of uh, of crisps. Mm. I'm not imagining that, am I? No, There's, there was something you know, the inside, tube. was there? What's the tube of crisps? Pr you know, can we say that? Mm. Yeah, oh, Pringles. Yeah. Pringles, yeah. Yeah, like well, them. Yeah, you open it up, but instead of crisps, it's the same shape, but it's bits of chocolate. Mm. Is there? Yeah, I suggest you get a packet of Pringles and a packet of chocolate ones and combine the two, put it in your mouth, eat it. I like ham tubes. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> No, I get a slice of ham whilst I'm squatting at the fridge. Is that then... a euphemism? No. <laughs> and then I spread Philadelphia on it. That's definitely a euphemism. <laughs> Cheesy ham tube. Oh. And then I eat the ham tube. 
Is that what, what, What's with the squatting at the fridge thing? Why do you, that, that suggests an eating disorder. No. Surely you can survive the 30 seconds it takes to walk from the fridge to the dining table to eat it with some dignity, got... rather than on all fours shoveling it in your mouth, like a scene from eight and a half weeks, but on your own. It's more Planet of the Apes, that's what Planet it's Planet of the Apes, yeah. that's a nice image. It's more monkey-esque, is it? And before anyone texts in, I know that they were apes, not monkeys. Yeah. Okay. I don't want them sort of complaints on my first day. You know? I don't want the simian community texting in going, apes are different from monkeys. We're sick of this. It just saves time, Lee. That's all. I'm busy. Don't have time for sitting down at dinner tables and all that ceremony. But when you say squat, you mean you're not, you're not like, are you sitting on the floor and eating this food at the I'm fridge? I'm squatting in a sort of Vietnam veteran position. With the fridge door open? Yeah. So, so easy access. You don't want to close the fridge. Exactly, yeah. And do people not come round and... I suppose if people came round and looked through the window, you would look like you're watching telly because the light <laughs> from the fridge would hit your face and they'd just go, sit a bit close to that telly. But it's a nice big telly, I'll give it that. <laughs> she just seems to be concentrating on the bottom part of the telly, though. That's the only problem. So, yeah, keep your text coming in. We're looking for a cure for Frank's throat uh, and uh, and the weird foods that you like to eat. We've got uh, Greg... Be- I can't say the surname. I can't say his surname. Greg... Berent. I think it's Greg Brent. Greg Brent. Look, he's massive in America, right? Yeah. And, and and the reason why he's not as massive here is that surname. He needs a more snappy name. There's, there's he is massive here. What about... I know he's massive here, but he could be even more massive if he changed his surname to Leg. So he's called Greg Leg. Greg Leg. It's a terrible it's idea. It's a perfect name. In the old days, right? In the 70s. Well, everyone had a catchy name. If, if you'd like to suggest any new names for Greg, <laughs> text in. Yeah. And uh, we'll pitch them to him. Yeah, and I think rhyming with... Uh, what about Greg yeah. Egg? That's awful. Oh, it just sounds like he's got a stutter than it. Greg, Greg Egg. Egg. That's awful. Okay. Greg. 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 Greg Shed. <laughs> he brings on his. He brings on his comedy shed wherever he goes. Greg and his comedy shed. He's uh, not a seventies variety act. You know, he doesn't need a weird name. Look, there's nothing wrong with weird seventies variety. It's what I've based my career on. This is Absolute Radio live from the Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Go on, say what you were going to say. Because we were going to play a song we haven't got time for yeah. by MGMT, and I don't know much about music. <laughs> I you said, that. You said, is MGMT coming up? And I think you thought it was a management meeting. I did think that. <laughs> I saw this in MGMT. I thought it was MGM management have been on the phone. <laughs> They're not happy with the way this is going. And uh, but it turns out it was a song. But it says management, and then it says kids, which is the name of the song. And I thought management was saying, this, this is like kids running the show. <laughs> management says kids, yeah? Management says good, but no. Management says kids. Like that. So, um, now, we were talking about food, weird food you eat. Do you know what I noticed through the day? I was, yeah. I was, I was driving the car and eating, but I pulled uh, over in a lay-by. I kept it safe. No, you didn't. I did. OK. I've got children in the back. I'm not going to start having a roast dinner, am I, at the front? You know. Anyway, I couldn't eat when I'm driving, could I? Because I was on the phone. Dangerous. <laughs> um, so I pull over in the lay-by to have my pepperami, because that's my food of choice, uh, the pepperami, mm. right? Very oily. If you don't, if you if you take the, um, can we call it a sheet? You know the plastic. <laughs> yes. The sheet. No. No. Pepperoni comes in a sheet. It does. Sick. Yeah, but That's it does. It comes in a little. You know what I mean? You take the wrapper off, and then inside it's it's got like a. Please, what, what is the word then? It's not plastic. It's, it's, not, a feel, it's not a wrapper. Feel the wrapper's what you take off, and then inside the wrapper, between the wrapper and the pepperoni, there is another. The greasy pepperoni sheath. That's what it's called. Oh. It is though, isn't it? it? Is. Because pepperoni is phenomenally greasy. If you if you hold it, it's all over your hands, right? And you can't drive, even if you're in a lay-by with grease all over your hands. Now. The pepperoni, I said to my wife, because this is how interesting I am, I said, let's play a game, it's a long drive to Edinburgh, let's, I'll see if I can guess all the ingredients in a pepperoni. Oh, she's a lucky wow. woman. She is, yeah. <laughs> Every morning she wakes up, she counts her lucky stars, mm. as I wake up with pepperoni and sheath in hand and say, time for the game, then. <laughs> right? 
What would you say is the number one ingredient in a pepperami? Now, I said water. Right, that's wrong, so that's your clue. What would you mm. say is the right answer to that? Beef. Bod? Beef. Oh, beef? <laughs> I thought you said bees. <laughs> no. <laughs> bees, surely. Bees. Beef? No, yeah. not beef. beef. No, 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 no. Oh, I've it never... It begins with peep. Pepperami. I've never, I've never eaten a pepperami. Pepper. I don't know in my life. No, it, it begins with peep. It, it's pork. Pork. Oh, okay. Right. Right. Now, this is the thing that got me. How much yeah. pork would you say is in a pepperami? Percentage-wise? Um, probably about I can appreciate you. S- the look on your face, you think, this is riveting. <laughs> 52%. <laughs> Frank never talks about the ingredients of a pepperami. Well, things are changing around here. <laughs> okay? 60%. No, no, this is the weird thing. Do you know how much pork is in a pepperami? You look at the wrapper. It says, first ingredient, pork, brackets, 136%. Well, that's Or 138%, sorry. How is that possible to have 138% pork in a pepperami? Greg will know because Greg knows everything. You love Greg, don't you? Yeah, I do. What is this thing about you and Greg? Did you you went to his show, didn't you? Yeah, it was brilliant. This is Greg. We'll talk about this in a minute, right? Because Greg's coming up very soon. In the meantime, a bit of this. Absolute radio. (laughs) Lee Mack here, filling in for Frank Skinner. Lee Mack, who knows very little about music, as you're probably (laughs) learning. Uh, Somebody, somebody (laughs) who does know about music, though. He's got his own ska band. I've just learned is our guest, Greg. Uh, Berent, can we just clear something up? Because yeah, we've been discussing sure. it. How do you pronounce your surname? That was pretty close. Oh. <laughs> it's like the word parent. Berent. Berent? Yeah. See, I think you've yeah. got one of those surnames that only an American can say. No, in fact, you're, in fact, the, in fact, being here is the only, t- oh, the only place where people get close. Really? Yeah, being in the UK, people have been very nice about it, and they've been very close. In America, it's Berent. <laughs> yeah, they want to say the H because that's. You see, how about Berhardenot? Berhardenot? <laughs> One time a telemarketer called me Menderman. I'm like, dude, those aren't even my letters. Like, how how high are you? What are you talking about, Menderman? But it, I think it's a fair point that people will get confused because your surname is spelled B E H R E N D T. It's H, not H. It's, we, it's H with a her. I'm not going to go through this again. <laughs> I've not right. heard that before. What yes. does Greg say? Because Greg's my swan. Yeah, but Greg's going to say herb, isn't he? He's American. He's going to cause all sorts of yeah, confusions now. Yeah, yeah. Just say hotel or hotel. I say hotel. Well, thank you. Doesn't everybody say hotel? Yeah. We Do mess it hotel? up over in America. Doesn't people drop the H in hotel as well? Yeah. Whatever Greg says, I'll do. You f- you yeah, really like Greg. Yeah, you you were really su- really glad because we were just chatting off air. Then as soon as he mentioned his kids, you 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 sank a little bit in your seat because you thought not another one. First Lee <laughs> turns out he's got kids. Now yeah. it turns out Greg's got kids. Is I anyone know. out there that I'm in love with available? I love Greg that much sort of more look. than you, and I love that Greg loves his wife and kids. And that makes him even more special in my eyes. Are you suggesting I don't love my wife and kids? That was that team. Just hold it, Greg. Hold it, Greg. Can we just get this clear up? <laughs> no, what you mean is you hope I don't love my wife and kids. That's different. That's yeah. different, Emily. That's a different thing altogether. It's never going to happen, Lee. It, it isn't. It. No, uh, Greg. You uh, are adorable, though. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you really oh, Emily, are. Oh, Emily, sorry. I, I love my wife. That's why I'm looking at you, Lee. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm Emily. Yeah. Now. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, you're, you're, you're doing a show at the Edinburgh Festival, uh, a fantastic show, that Emily has been to see. Yes. She sat in the front row. I mean, how stalkery is that? Yeah. Um, called Love, Sex, Pudding, Death. <laughs> Love, Sex, Pudding and Death, yes. And, and Death. Sorry, there's an and between Pudding and Death. Yeah. Okay, Love, Sex, Pudding and Death. Is it... Is no, it, no, it's, there, it, it's just Love, Sex, Pudding, Death. Love, is, sex, is there pudding a comma death. after Love? Is it Love, <laughs> Sex, Pudding, pudding and Death? death or yeah. is it Love, Sex, <laughs> Pudding and Death? I don't like the way you've just said it. I should have done that. It's too late now. There's only two more shows left. But it, yeah, I like love sex. Well, I do love sex. It, it's a comma after love, is it? It's Yeah, it's comma, 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 comma. Well, not comma Chameleon. after love, does it? It's not love, <laughs> comma, sex, comma, pudding, comma, yeah. and, comma, death. 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 Yeah. No. no, but well, there's no end. It's love, sex, pudding, death. Okay. And it's like the Godfather song, birth, school, work, death. 
You don't talk to me about songs and music. I don't know what and I'm I doing. I just threw you off a bus. Oh, I, I, I'm so sorry. Did you throw me off a bus? Is that yeah, what I just said. <laughs> yeah, I threw you off a bus. I didn't mean to. You said it in a slightly threatening way, like, did I just throw you off a bus? Did I forget? Because <laughs> I will. I will. I will throw you off a bus. I will throw you right off a bus. Could you, can you tell us, uh, unfortunately, I've not had a chance to see the show. I'd love to come see because we have done a gig together in in, in, uh, in Montreal. We did it. You're looking at me blankly. You don't no, no, remember. No, How no, dare you? Get out of this studio immediately. Greg meets lots of famous people. It's I'm true. Sorry, I'm, he's worked on Sex in the City as if yeah. he's going to remember skinny face, northern whippet face like me. He's not. <laughs> we, did, we did a show in uh, Montreal for a tele show. It was one of these local tele shows for Canada. It was low budget. Yeah, I remember that. There was I about do 48 that. people on the bill. Yes. And about 12 people in the audience. Yes. And it didn't make us look good. <laughs> no, it didn't. It, no. Was like, it was like running your jokes for... Um, it was like doing a dry run of your jokes. It's the only <laughs> television show I've ever done where at the end you get paid in cash. That's yeah, right. unusual for a television show. You get an envelope with some cash in. Yeah, that looking was, up like you didn't it was get paid in cash. <laughs> Did I, I don't remember getting... Yeah. Yeah, no, I do remember that. Yes. I remember that it was before a show, and then I thought I didn't need... Because it was before, a, like, a real show. Because it was like a, it was something like a fake show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, was a, it was a spoof, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We're going to... Just for people that may not know you over here, you've, just to give you a recap, you have, uh, you of course, wrote on Sex in the City. Yeah, I was uh, a consultant. I didn't cons- even have a pen. I just came in twice a week to you consulted. consult it. That's all I did. That's great. What a job. Yeah, it was amazing. Just consulting. That's yeah. what, you, you're a sort of consultant, Emily, I've noticed, on this show. <laughs> right. You consult. Yeah. <laughs> on the Greg consultant. Yeah, it was, it was seven, seven women and two uh, gay men were the staff and I was the token straight guy. Oh, nice! I would come in and say that guy shouldn't have a purse. Uh, and then you had a you had a huge uh, book in America called "He's Just Not That Into You," which has been recently turned into a film. And the fact that you wrote that book is the reason why Emily is. Well, right, yeah. and I co-authored it. I, I wrote it with a woman, so I, I'm not. The, I'm not the sole. I'm Liz Chilla. You wrote it with a woman. Yeah. Did you really, or did she draw the pictures? <laughs> no, be honest. I, I, no, it's best we find out now. I don't want to. You know, we might as well be honest about it. Did you do the, the bulk of the work? And she said, "What about not a flower all. on the no, front no, no, page?" I actually, you I would, give her half the money. She'll only whinge. I would only write the book if I all I had to do was answer questions. So she asked me questions. It was basically that. That's what the book is: is me answering questions about relationships. And did she co-write your stand-up show, Love, Sex, Putting, and Death? She did not. Right, but, but because the book was successful, I got to do Love, Sex, Putting, Death here. Otherwise, would it be fair to say that it's a similar uh, genre, a, a similar sort of theme show in terms of? Is it quite? Is it quite? Because you've got, from what Emily says, you understand women better than <gasps> women do. He really does. But you see, Greg gives you the kind of. It's quite. Would you say it's, it's tough love? I would say, Greg, what you do, what you practice. I guess. I, I think it's just more like um, an honest way of looking at yourself. And I think. It, and like I say during the show, it's applicable to both sexes. But the books are written for women because men don't buy books. Right. Of that nature. You know, guys don't get sad and go to borders, get all weepy and go, I was looking for a book. When I'm in borders with my wife, I get weepy. Yeah, well, I, 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 yeah. I get Yeah, as sure. my wife is filling up that, that bag. Sure. I mean, the, 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 the basket. She's yeah. just a shoplift. <laughs> I'm not weeping because... <laughs> look, my wife is a shoplifter. Why don't we just sad. get this out now? That my wife is sad. a shoplifter. Yeah. Okay? But a yeah. good one. Yeah. Never been caught. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> from the Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Now, Greg uh, Brent is with us, uh, and he's the author of He's Just Not That Into You, a book... Uh, a book for girls, would it be fair to say? Or is it, is it for yeah. men and women? Well, I mean, I think, I think you can read it as a guy and, and flip the scenarios, because I think that they work for men, but like we said before the break, it, it, they, you know, they don't make relationship for books for men. In, in the States, men don't read books. What happens is you break up with a guy, he gets drunk, stands on your lawn, then a cop comes, and that's how he knows it's over. So men don't really <laughs> it's need a, bit a book. It's similar in the northwest of England. Right. Yeah. So if, you, if, if law enforcement's brought in, you're like, okay, maybe this isn't going the way I hoped. Okay. Because uh, Emily thought, because the, the, could you, you probably, you've read the book, so yes, could, could you summarise it. it from a lady's so point of view? So what Greg does is, you know, with, as a girl, you kind of make loads of excuses for why a guy's not going out with you. He's not over his ex is a big one. 
Yeah. He just needs a bit of space. He needs a bit of time. Right. And according to Greg, that's rubbish. Right. Um, and he also things like if he's not, uh, well, if he's not calling you, it's quite a big one. But I still yeah. convince myself that maybe he's scared. He's intimidated by me as well. Uh, but the, the bottom line is that it turns out, like the book says, he's just not into you in the first place. That's really. right. Greg, yeah, that's all. Because that, that all I could think about was like when I was dating and I didn't like I, when as soon as I started saying to a girl like, yeah, it's just hard right now. My stand-up career is really, really. You're doing open mics. Yeah, it's heavy. You know what I mean? I don't think I can. <laughs> gotta really focus. I just didn't like her because when I met my wife, I got and that's all. I can base it on when I met my wife I was like whatever whatever needs to happen must happen because I shall have you it's the opposite so whatever I need if, to do if, I'm, if I was with a lady I used to bring them to the gig and I found that they weren't that interested after the gig <laughs> <laughs> they were just well, sort of yeah like, I would w- I always waited to before I you, but know, you brought them along them yeah. Yeah. yeah but Greg what about okay here's a situation so I sometimes have gone out with guys who've been friends for a long time yeah it's like it's like a stealth bomber mm-hmm. um and so I've been friends with them for two years, and then they've said, oh, I really like you, let's go out. What does that mean? Be totally honest with me. Well, um, I mean, if someone says they like you, I'm going to go ahead and take them at their word. But then, okay. yeah, I, 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 how's it worked out? D- okay, um, we split up, maybe. So. <laughs> Do you know what I think? I, I, I if you mean, don't mind me saying? Yeah. I think he's just not that into you. <gasps> I love I'm, it. I'm, listen, I'm learning from the master here. Here's what I think. I mean, if I... I, I, I we date in the United States. Yeah. I don't know what dating is like over here, so I won't pretend to know. But well, we, it's, we, we, it's very ritualized. Yeah. Right? I mean, it started in the 50s, and it was and it, and it became a big deal. Uh, people have tried to not do it, but it's a really good way to vet people, is to spend time with them and then decide whether you like them or not. Um, and uh, uh, so people know in the States to ask you out, and if they don't ask you out, then they don't really like you. If they just want to come over at four in the morning, that's different. Do you but know surely what I'm shyness comes into this. Yeah, to a certain degree, but you have to ask yourself: um, Is that do you want to? Is that the guy that you want to like? Do you want to be with somebody who doesn't want to put forth an effort? Shy people have to eat. They, oh, they, you're they so to, right, they, they, they If they want to eat, you they know what? They should be going out with Emily because she has got a fridge, <laughs> yeah. which is always open, and, and they you're have always to, get to come and squat at the base of that fridge. I'm not saying every guy has to be bold, but I mean, there's a way. I have friends that are shy, and they somehow manage to get girls because they manage to let them know that they like them in their own way. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, you in other words, do you a... want to be with a guy who's not going to take the risk in the first place? Yeah. No, I yeah. don't. I mean, who wants to be with anybody who isn't completely passionate about what it is that they're doing? You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, and that's that's, and again, these are just my opinions. I, I would. This is the kind of advice I'd give my sister. When people go, I don't like your book, it's rubbish, I'm like, I really don't care. Because I get to do stand-up and I have a ska band. So I just don't care. I, I just put this information you know out there my as my point it. of view. It's lovely. It's a, yeah. So, um, so yeah. yeah, have you have you read this book, Gareth? Are you, you, you've got a feminine bent to you. <laughs> no, you have. No, you are. You're, you're, you're wiry. You've said it yourself. Um, yeah. and, I, and wiry people are more feminine. I'm wiry. I count myself as the feminine type as well. Um, would, would you I, read a book? Well, I'm married, so I don't really... I don't need convincing that my wife's not that into me. <laughs> right. She's, um... <laughs> Well, what about have you got any books called she's no longer into you? How did you how did you court your how did you court your wife? Well, we met at uni and we actually we were friends before, but there was a moment where we both just realized, hold on a minute, we're hanging out a lot and this is really good fun and then we did just spend all the time together. Yeah, there's no wrong way to start up with somebody. It's just a matter of like turning those situations into long-term relationships, you know. I mean, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Do, you know? do, do you know how I, I met my wife? This is a true story. We, we lived together as flatmates. And we, there was me, her, and one other girl. And we drew straws about who had the little room, who had the medium room, who had the massive room. My wife got the massive room, and I got the box room. 
Three weeks later, we were together. Make up your own conclusions from that. <laughs> no, I like it. Absolute Radio. We're uh, on Absolute Radio. It's Lee Mack here filling in for Frank Skinner, who is uh, poorly with a sore throat, bless him. And uh, we're taking texts uh, on 8, 12, 15 to find out a good cure for Frank's throat. Yes. And uh, have we had any in Gareth? Suggested cures. Um, one spoonful of butter, one of sugar, one of vinegar. Heat it up, melt it all together and then drink it. That ah. doesn't sound like that's going to work, does it? What, you mean you mix it together or you yeah. have them individually? Yeah. No, I'm not I don't think that. drinking butter is ever a good idea. It's especially hot butter that's just been boiling. That's got to be there. That's got to give you a sore throat, hasn't it? Burn mm. off your larynx. Mm. I like to get in a bath full of butter. <laughs> I like to fill a bath full of butter and just get in. That's how I do it. And that Greg, clears up everything. I think I better point out, if you just tuned in, that Greg Barrent has joined us, and yeah. that wasn't Emily that just went psychotic and turned American for no apparent yeah. reason. Yeah. I like to get in a bath of butter! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Emily. That's, uh, That's if a better I'm not picture, though. Emily, the in bath, Emily in a bath of butter is a much better visual. Greg Brent, uh, who is the author of He's Just Not Into You. Uh, who He's just not that into you. Is, okay, what you mean? Is that a review of how the show's going? Or? <laughs> yeah. The, of, he's just not that into you. Who Emily yeah. has, has confessed was very excited to meet. Um, uh, has, has told uh, Emily during that song that squatting near the fridge and eating food means she's got serious problems. And. <laughs> That put a smile on my face, because I thought, he's just not that into you, is he? He's just making it oh. very clear that... Oh, no, don't, <laughs> don't put me on that side of the street. I'm, uh, I, she's adorable. I'm to I would be totally into her, were I not already, with ch with children and, you, a, a, and a wife. Are your kids and wife over here in Edinburgh? You know what, they're not. And I've got Do my own get flat, absolute and radio it's really beautiful. That's right down the street. After a month by yourself, you'd be pretty much into anyone at this point. <laughs> I, 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 you. All right, Gareth, yeah. there's no reason to be... You'd even be into Emily. I mean, really. Yeah. It can be quite intense up He's here. He's turned so bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you, you're, you're married, aren't you? Yeah. Married with one child? One child, yeah. We're all in Edinburgh together. Oh, yes. I'm with my, I'm with my wife and uh, children in Edinburgh. Gareth, so, Gareth unfortunately, I, me and Gareth won't be available for Emily, but Greg has made it very clear that his wife and children <laughs> yeah, are in America. Don't worry, you're both right. safe. It's fine. He's also said he quite liked the idea of jumping in a bath full of hot butter. <laughs> and it's been definitely proven that you have some sort of mild eating disorder. I don't. We can combine all those things now <laughs> yeah. and put them together. I mean, if you, I will say, if you have to, if you can't leave where the food, if you can't leave the place where the food comes from <laughs> to eat, if you don't put something on a plate, you have a problem. <laughs> Like, if you're not taking the food and honouring it with a plate and a sit-down, yeah. but just staying right by where it comes out... And not only that, yeah, you're she's in trouble. squatting. Yeah, squatting. She's squatting Because well, you don't want to disgusting. see you either. If you're ducking from people that aren't there, yeah. if you're eating on the floor... That if you're eating on the problem, floor by the place... It? Yeah. That's yeah. got to be a problem. The only time you eat food next to the fridge is when you're doing that thing from eight and a half weeks. That's been established. Right, exactly. Yeah. Nine you don't do it on your own, weeks. do you? Nine and a half weeks. You, you took a week away from them. <laughs> you, tried to, you tried to speed it up a little bit. It is... Uh, oh, is it, eight, is it's it nine, nine and a half weeks? Nine yeah. and a half. Oh, no, no, no. Away, we, we got the shorter version here. We, yeah. <laughs> oh, that right? Blokes are a lot quicker in England. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually going to be called eight and a half seconds, the original cut, but... <laughs> And then we thought we'd never stretch it out that long. Yeah. But uh, have I been saying eight and a half weeks when it's nine and a half weeks? No. Yeah. It's yes. funny how people text in and say, well, you could gargle with vinegar, but no one's pointed that out. <laughs> You'd think someone would point that out, wouldn't you? I've said it three times. You could have pointed it out. I look foolish now, Emily and Gareth. <laughs> this is your job to point out the mistakes I don't know I make. how many weeks it is. That it's eight in and the 80s. It's nine and a half weeks, apparently. Mm -hmm. But if you see that film, there's no getting around it. It's erotic to see that scene with the food and the thing. But the mm -hmm. idea of a woman on her own smothering herself in marmite. Oh, shut up. Stop going on about it. Well, you're the one that kept bringing it up. Mm -hmm. Once I brought it up. Oh, uh, I kept thinking about it in my head over and over again. Right. Uh, Greg, we've got to go to some music, but uh, it's been great having you in. Yeah, and, it's been uh, fun. You're here in Edinburgh for how long? In a couple more days. A couple of more days. Monday, the show yeah. is called Love, Sex, Putting, Putting in Death. death. Can we get tickets at still? the Assembly. Yes, there are some tickets available. Go I'm going to see it. It's awesome. I'm going to come and see it tonight. Come see it. I, I'm going to come and see it. Should we go together, Emily oh, and yeah, Gareth? Oh, yeah, let's, yeah. 
So I got Gareth in there quickly, so there was no hint of any romance. <laughs> Gareth, would you like to come with me and Emily? You could be like the kid. On the spot. Between Asking us. for no the artist on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to do it tonight. We're all going to go and see Greg Brent playing at the Assembly Rooms, Love, Sex, Pudding and Death. It's been great having you in. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. Live from the Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Uh, we were asking earlier uh, for our listeners to, to text in the answer to a question that's been problem uh, probleming me. That's not a word, is it? Probleming me? Terrible English. Causing me problems. It problem you. It probleming me, right? It probleming me, the pepperami, right? What is it about pepperami where the ingredients say 138% pork? Now, I read this on on the pepperami sheath product that I ate, (laughs) that you didn't like the word sheath. Uh, Yeah, funny that. Yeah, weird, isn't it, that? Um, well, there's an outer package, isn't there? There is an outer the package. Green, and then there's an inner sheath. There's no getting let's, around. There's an let's inner not sheath. get bogged down in the Okay, whole let's thing. just get the word sheath. But I was having a pepperami, I took the pepperami, the packet off, and inside uh, was a pepperami inside a prophylactic. Now, what I want to know is how can it be 138% pork? pork. Because that, that's beyond science. That's like, that's like a TARDIS. That means it's bigger on the inside than the outside, what? the pepperami. But, Gareth who I'm, I'm realising in my short stint on this show, is the sort of... I'm not going to say nerd, but you're Don't like... Don't stereotype I, me I'm not stereotyping you, but you, you are wiry with spectacles. That means you're clever. That is a rule, right? What is the answer to that question, Gareth? Well, our listeners have been all over it. I did a little bit of research, but they, they have answered the question as well. Um, so Mark, the painter, says um, 37.5 grams of pork is used to make 25 grams of pepperami due to curing and drying. So a hundred... So they use... Say that again. They... they, Can I just be... Even before we start this, right... Can we trust this man? Is I mean, is he very intelligent? Are we talking? When you say painter, he's a painter. Is he an artist or is he a painter and decorator? <laughs> right, I found the, the same thing. Hey. On the Not the same thing. I want to be a painter and decorator. But if you obviously, if you are a, an established, worldwide renowned painter, then you're going to trust the the opinions on pepperoni. Actually, it's the way round, isn't it? If you're a painter and decorator, you're probably eating more pepperoni. Yeah. yeah Leonardo yeah. da Vinci's not going to know about the sheath on the pepperoni no. packet. No. Well, let's assume he's a painter and decorator and knows what he's talking about. Okay. Uh, so they, they, they start with more pork. I've done the research on It's on the New Scientist website as well. Right. And um, it says, basically, because of the way they cure it and prepare it, it takes more pork... To, they uh, they have to dry the pork, and so they reduce the amount of they they concentrate the pork. But that doesn't make sense. That's that being that. But then then it goes in the pepperoni, doesn't it? So yeah. you don't st- st- you start with one hundred and thirty eight percent pork. You can't count that as an ingredient because it's reduced. That is like saying in the orange juice there's a whole tree, <laughs> doesn't it? Well, you have contains con- trees. <laughs> you know, well, it started off on a tree. It was a massive tree. And we had to reduce it down to juice. Doesn't make sense. That is not that is not a valid argument. I'm not having that pepperoni. It is not a valid. Is, is there any other options, or are they all agreeing with him? Um, the other option is that it's magic. Well, I'll have that. I'll take that because I want pepperoni to be magic. It looks like a wand, doesn't it? I want it to contain. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's official, ladies and gentlemen. It's a official. That pepperoni wand. is magic. I sound like a northerner trying to get free food, don't I? You really. I'd do. also like to point out there's a little bit of magic in lard. If there's any lard manufacturers listening, <laughs> yes, and I'm also a big fan. Of the tripe. Absolute radio. Oasis there. Roll with it. And uh, you've, you've heard the news. Obviously, Oasis have split up, uh, apparently, because Noel Gallagher can't go on with his brother. Four albums too late. Oh, oh. oh controversial. Controversial from uh, from Gareth there. Um, they'll, have, they'll have Liam Gallagher turning up at one of his gigs. He's not learnt his lesson. Um, I, I tell you, they're not split up, have they? They've had a row. Oh, they fall out all the time. They don't fall they? out. He'll be, the Oasis will be back next week. They've all, listen, ticket sales are down on the tour. That's what it is. 
and they've just pretended. It's like I know what they're up to. I've done that in my stand-up show. <laughs> I've said, uh, tickets haven't sold well. You've I've, I've said up myself, with yourself. I've, I've fallen out with my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Says Lee Matt. That didn't make the papers. It's hard I had to get thing, back on stage Lee. and do it to four people still. <laughs> uh, it doesn't help, let me tell you, Noel. You're, you're wasting your time talking about your brother. Who is his brother, anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll fall out with his other brother, not Liam. <laughs> Maybe just fall out. Anyway, um, that's the end. This is the end of the show. Oh. This is the end of me filling in for Frank, who, uh, who's off sick today with a sore throat. And a cure has come in. Uh, soluble aspirin in Tabasco. That can't be right, can it? That's got to hurt. Mm. But I've quite enjoyed doing this show, so I reckon if he takes that, it might make it worse and I can do it next week. <gasps> Lee! Oh, it's been really lovely. Oh, it's been good. I started off with a slight... I thought we had a bit of chemistry, me and you, and we've still got it. But I've felt myself, as the show's gone on, leaning more towards Gareth's feminine bent. Oh. Because he's... He... You... You know, you have got that slight androgynous... I'm irresistible. I'm irresistible. You're androgynous, and that's always a good look uh, in the modern era for a young, wiry gentleman. Androgyny. Uh, I'm quite androgynous, aren't I? I couldn't be less androgynous. I'm northern. <laughs> uh, I've really enjoyed the show. Um, I hope you get better, Frank, if you're listening. Um, I'll be here for you next week if you can't make it, Frank. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, so let's hope he's better. <laughs> that sounded like I was really hoping he was ill so I could come back. Uh, Joe Russell is next. Thanks for having me and thanks for listening. This is Absolute Radio, live from the Edinburgh Festival. Absolute Radio.